0: Whether it's for motorsports or recreational items, household or manufacturing needs, Professional Plating Incorporated can meet and exceed your expectations for all of your zinc plating, e-coating and powder coating needs.
1: Located in Brilliant, Wisconsin, Pro Plating is a top shop in the entire USA, running production for the likes of John Deere, Harley-Davidson and more. When you want the best quality and service, Professional Plating is where you need to be. Visit them online at www.proplating.com.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the new installment of Box3's podcast, arguably the better one, um, hopefully. Um, this is Inside the Helmet, and I am your now apparent host, Trevor. Um, you know me by my riveting 20th place finishes in the b division and uh, various <laughs> antics in the world. I, today, am joined by our first guest...
1: Ah, the mid-pack 410 (laughs) driver of Wisconsin that everybody knows and loves, Tyler Tischendorf. (laughs) That guy followed Cap Henry in Hot Laps once. So,
0: Tish, this is new. I kind of sprung this on you, oh, I don't know, two hours ago, um, that I had this idea for a podcast, and I gave it to Lauren uh, like a year ago, and and we talked about it, and nothing ever came of it, because everybody gets busy, especially around the time we were talking about this, which was race season, so... Obviously, all of us are busy, and uh, now it just kind of feels nice, and uh, due to recent events for the both of us, I thought this would be a great opener, um, just based off of what I want this podcast to be. Um, So, for everybody that's listening, all three of you, um, just a little explanation. Um, This podcast is called Inside the Helmet. Um, We're talking to race car drivers and people in the racing community, except for Not about their career highlights and all the flashy stuff that the Normal Box 3 podcast talks about, but it's more like the background and and what people are dealing with and that kind of thing. Um, It's not meant to be a pity party, but I do plan on this kind of getting uh, a little deep. Um, So if you want to know how some people operate and how some people deal with things and talk some stuff through, uh, this is what it's going to be. Uh, Me and Tish really sit around and have a lot of depression sessions together so that's why i was like ah, you know
1: this is a great this great starter this is this is pretty much a uh, depression session except now it's just recorded and going to be released publicly (laughs) but it's spicy
0: (laughs) so tyler uh you and i have had a lot of spirited conversations we'll call them um we've had a i I distinctly remember uh 2 a.m in a plymouth
1: high school parking lot sitting around the beds in your trailer Uh, with lauren (laughs) listening to a very distinct person uh, doing the tiktok snore yeah oh (laughs) (sighs) anywho um uh so we've had
0: a lot of spirited conversations here and and we haven't known each other that long it's been what a year now maybe maybe less than a year that we've been friends yeah
1: i'd say about a year
0: so we've been through the both of us have been through a lot of shit um we've been through uh you know some ups and downs in racing and um and we've spent a lot of time together i honestly i was thinking about this today before when i was thinking about questions asked you and i was like man in my life i don't think i've ever spent as much time with a friend group that lives so far away than you guys like lauren's an hour from me you're like an hour and a half Will's an hour and a half. Like all of our friend groups, like I've spent more time with Kyle, who lives in Philo, than anybody I ever hung out with
1: in high school. Yeah, <laughs> pretty this... much. It's insane to think about. Yeah, um, my, my closest friend now is an hour away. Like, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know, like we, well, when we did the Box 3 stuff, like
0: first started it, um it was, you know, kind of me and Will is the only people that Lauren really PR'd, right? and uh, and it it's grown into something kind of kind of insane uh, how many people we get to be in contact with for absolute like people we have no business being in contact with um like you and I i, I Lauren has business with them obviously but like you know when we're talking to like Jake uh, Newman and wow. like Chase McDermott comes up and hangs out with us
1: and like yeah, Kyle like like, like, <laughs> like like Jake Newman, Chase McDermott and Kyle Schuett I mean all consider me personal friends like what <laughs> it's it's what? such a it's an insane insane life that we <laughs> seem
0: to find ourselves in on a weekly basis um and none of that more apparent than all-star weekend um that was probably one of like the most comparable to pri weekend weekends i've had since pri uh um, mm-hmm. it was just a boys weekend and uh we got to go to a lot of racetracks um, see a lot of cool stuff, drink an incredible amount of alcohol. Um, and you didn't, of course, cause you weren't 21, oh, but no. you know, yeah. Um, but you know, in a year ish of friendship, uh, I feel like we've spent a lot of time together. We've talked some insane stuff out. Uh, you know, like we've both, we've both been, like I said, through a lot since then. Um, and one of the things that you've been through that I, I guess I could say I've kind of been through, but not in a similar situation um he went from a 360 to a 410 this year and you knew there was a lot of people who weren't confident you could do it right and, and it's kind of the same with me where i you know went into a race car from being an i racer and a lot of people just didn't think i could and uh we had a conversation about this the other day about how good it feels to prove people wrong um so you want to just touch on that because uh you haven't been as slow as jake newman likes to say you are uh, so if you want to touch on how it nice it feels to have people be wrong about you.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it just, it feels really good because, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm personally not one of the people where like, um, or like if people are talking shit, then that like gives me like motivation and, um, more drive to do something. Like normally, it kind of like it it kind of shoots me down a little bit more than the average person. so it feels like really good just to be able to have a good grasp on the car and I mean, like just racing some of these people that I've been watching since I was a small tissue and <laughs> and uh and I mean, to be able to even pass them and stuff like that it's it's just really cool to be able to to say like I like, I mean, I haven't, like, quote-unquote, like, proved them wrong, I think, yet, because, I mean, I'm still quite mid-pack, but um, this feels really good. Like, I don't feel like I'm out of my element anymore.
0: Yeah, and I, so, like, I remember Beaver Dam. Um, I, I, how was could, out of, I was <laughs> out of my element at Beaver Dam. How could I miss one of my best friend's first 410 races, right? And I remember you and I talking while you were on your way to Beaver Dam, and you were like... I am shitting myself. (laughs) It's just like, Uh, yeah, "Yeah, dude, like I understand. And, uh, you know, like that kind of goes into what I wanted to talk about next. So, you know, you and I, we've, we've had, like, I've kind of always come to you and you've always come to me when, when stuff bothers each other. Right. So we've had a lot of conversations about like the mental health aspect of racing. And I would consider both of us like more weekend warrior type of race car drivers, you less than me. Um, like I, you know, I'm racing, you know, Saturdays and here and there stuff, And but you're following the IRA, but like still in the grand scheme of things, you and I are very much weekend warrior type of people. Yeah. We're not making a living on this. Um, but there's still a mental aspect to it that I think a lot of people don't understand. And, uh, we've both been through some super lows, uh, in racing. And, and, you know, when I think about something that you and I talked about, um, it would be like when you were going for the lead and you damn near rolled, and, and like that was something that I remember. You tried to act not upset about, but I know how bad it eats at you. Still, I like I know that because yeah. um, I've been in those situations. I mean, hell, I spun out leading by half a track in 2021, lost out on a feature win, and, and you know I went home with a junk race car. Um, so like I know how it feels to go for a win and just you know miss it. But on the mental side of things, you know like. Oh, just talk about like how 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 you not how we as like a friend group help you, but just how having the right people around you can honestly like change your outlook uh, on racing and like I said, we're not making a living on this and it might sound like it's cry me a river, but there is a really big mental aspect to it when people that are as competitive as you and I don't get to be competitive or get down on themselves. Um, And it's really hard to pull yourself out of, but, like, just kind of touch on it, because I know that we've had these conversations a ton.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the friends I had before, like, are from Opaca, you know, they didn't, like, they would come to a lot of races, but they wouldn't, like, really fully understand it. So I it, it, never had anybody that, like, would understand what my thought process was at the time. Like, if I had a situation where, like, I was going for the lead and biked it on the curb and went back to like 11th or some shit. So it's nice to be able to have people now that are like, like, well, no, you've got speed. Like you're, you're fine. It's just a matter of putting a full race together and just simple as that can just really be mind easing. And I mean, that was, um, I was Plymouth the other Saturday with all stars. I mean, I, yeah sure it was like my fourth race in a 410 with the all-stars but like i felt really good and and um looked i good uh, yeah and um it was just a torsion bar failure that like it was out of my control out of anybody's control so you know that's that's where my mindset is now now that i've been friends with you guys it's like well i had speed like i know like i'm figuring my shit out like Driving-wise, now it's just uh, just not having something like, like, try to prevent something like that from happening again. Yeah, um, and, like, the mental side of, like, racing in general is, like, honestly,
0: I you, you and I, if you really sat down and thought about it, um, maybe not you so much, I guess, because you're in a 410 and it's different, but I can probably drive my car with my brain shut off. I have enough laps, and, like, I know what I'm doing enough that I feel like, I can, you know, if I had to get around a racetrack, maybe not good, but if I had to do it with my brain shut off, I'm still
1: confident I could get around a racetrack. Yeah, and, I, have, I haven't been in a 410 long enough to do that. <laughs>
0: but, you know, <laughs> even in the 360, you had three years there. Did you have bad nights? Absolutely. But could you have driven that car with a blindfold on? More than likely, because yeah. you had so many laps.
1: So 90% of it to me is mental. Like, Oh, absolutely. The, because in like... Like, oh, um, like Beaver on my first night in Sycamore, my second night in a 410. I mean, I wasn't driving a car hard at all. And like, I knew in my mind that I knew I needed, like, the harder you drive them, the better they handle. I just couldn't get that through my mind. Like, I i knew it. I just couldn't let my foot do it. And it just took, um, all it took Cap was Henry. W- Worm- <laughs> Worm- following following Cap Henry and, <laughs> and then it, it figured it out for me and it clicked and, yeah now i want yeah. To, like, figure that out and
0: it feels a lot better i'll never ever forget the smile on your face after after wilmot hot laughs the first time and then the second time too even um, yeah like just seeing it click for you was like oh christ here we go like this is gonna be now now it's gonna be like fine-tuning the car as opposed to the driver and yeah. like just that that confidence feeling that like you radiated confidence after wilmot and it was it was very apparent to everybody and the whole plymouth thing i'm glad you haven't let it like superset you back because you know it was one of them deals and then angel park being another one of those deals where it was just you're on the road you don't have everything that you need when you're on the road but i'm really glad that like rice lake and 141 happened because those were two really solid finishes with a series that you are brand new to and and seeing like how, I guess in my opinion, if what happened to you happened to me and I didn't have the friends that I have or the support system that I have, I feel like I would have quit racing, you know, but and and I feel like you'd almost be in the same boat, but it's like, you know, we were all together and it's like, Hey man, like shake this off. And then you go out at rice Lake, you do really well. Um, like creeping on top 10 and, and then you go to 141 which is a place that you've yeah been at but in a 360 and you're i mean blackhurst had to slide you to pass you like it, 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 don't don't get me wrong you know it was still like a lot to improve on but you know it, it just has to feel good to be able to shake something off so bad and put in two really solid finishes with them
1: yeah and i've kind of uh like more recently in my racing career, I've been able to do that. Just kind of, um, just fully forget about the week before and just move on. And that's been like really helpful because that's what I was able to do with. I just completely let myself forget about the all-star races and Race Like was a new race and I just drove it the way I was driving it the week before. And, yeah, you know, that's, that was a big, that whole weekend was just a big confidence booster. Cause I know for a fact that three weeks ago, I never would have ripped a, ripped a fencer on one forty one. <laughs> I would have never, you couldn't have paid me enough to do that. Yeah. And
0: you know, I, in the same way where I'm like, I'm still learning my car and obviously I'm hurt. So I can't race and, and just mentally like that sucks. And, and like yeah. not being able to race has been so not good for me uh like just in in life in general like you know and i've been pretty open with you guys about that how i just every time i go to a racetrack it's super fun i enjoy going to the racetrack obviously um but ah man like you know i want to race so bad and um i just i can't right now And, and it's been mentally struggling but being able to hang out with you guys and like just do race car stuff even if i'm you know hobbling and uh and i'm not healthy enough to be in my race car like just that kind of like support system too where it's i'm not just sitting at home watching flow, wishing i was at a racetrack right like you guys give me the opportunity to to be there and help on race cars and that kind of stuff and you know i feel like i would do i mean hell you were um, you were crewing with me two nights when you weren't racing and honestly tell me about it because is that not way more fun than driving race cars? Because there's absolutely oh. no stress.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so much fun. Because I mean, if the driver sucks, then it's like, oh. It's not your oh, fault. That's, 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 that's not my fault. That's someone else's problem. I don't have to feel bad about it then. So, I, just, it, I, just, I just like banging tin for, banging for <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. And so
0: another thing. So I know maybe a lot of people don't know. But um, you've kind of been through some, like, crew stuff lately and i don't want to go into details about it but i found uh i had this quote shared with me probably about a year ago and it hangs in my room next to my my computer um and i'm just gonna read it to you and i'm gonna follow it with a question so don't get ahead of me it's by mark richards he builds rocket chassis for late models which you guys make fun of chassis builders whatever i don't want to hear it um (laughs) it says Racers will call me and say, I can't figure out what my problem is. I tell them to go look in the mirror and ask yourself these two questions. Do I go racing to be the best I can be, make my team the best it can be? Or do I go racing to hang out and have buddies and have a good time? If you do that, then you'll find your problem. So I know that you've been through some stuff with, you know, uh, crew people and trying to surround yourself with the right people and making sure that you have a a solid support system for a good, bad, and indifferent. Um, I just, your opinion on that quote and just kind of how you've been finding people that are good for you, uh, if you want to elaborate on that,
1: but yeah, I mean, we've honestly been on both sides of that quote because like when we um like back in my younger days, like when there was racing, like micros and when we when I had my uh, um fantastic career in a, in a sport mod, <laughs> um, that was like we were just like out having fun, like we weren't like like if I come home last and and I was just ripping around I had a good time like I couldn't care less you know so that but now we're like this is kind of a serious deal now so um now we're taking this as like yeah show up have a good time but then um when it comes time to race like get your shit together cuz cuz we're about to go out and rip and I don't want to I don't want to be the one finishing finishing last so yeah. and i think like our friend group is super
0: it's nice to be friends with race car drivers right because they get to they get to understand like i understand that when i see your complexion change or i see kyle's complexion change or vice versa you guys see mine change from goofy you know messing around with each other to like straight face like there yeah. there is a time i i really enjoy like being dumb with you guys cuz we're really good at it but we all have this shut off switch when it comes about, I don't know, driver's meeting ish time where it's, yep. it's like, it's, you know, we put too much money and time and effort into race cars to be dicking around before we get in our car, miss something and go flip, you know? Yeah. And, and I think our friend groups are really good about that. Um, especially like the, the amount I help Kyle and, um, the amount Lauren helps you and the, you know, just in general, being able to not race, but put yourself in a race car driver's mindset, uh, especially when you're helping them, it helps everybody stay dialed. A- and there's not a time... I mean, we keep it lighthearted, but I don't think there's a time where any of us have ever said something really dumb to each other when we're trying to be serious,
1: you know? Oh, I, no. I mean, we no. Yeah. Uh, because we all can, like we already read each other and like, obviously, like, we, we read the, we read the room I and mean, yeah. it's, it's and so no, we, and then I, I, I agree with that. I was actually just thinking about that today. Like, I feel like it's like after a driver's meeting, like once I'm walking back, well, I don't, I don't walk anymore. I have my pit bike now. <laughs> um, that but thing's like, a shit box. I <laughs> know ah, it's badass. It works. It, it everything is tight. It works now. But, but yeah, like, just like the ride back to my trailer. That's kind of when I'm like, all right, like if you're not like talking about like business, just shut up. (laughs) Leave leave me, leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think,
0: I think that so much, so much has happened to all of us since we've been friends. If that's, would you agree on that statement? Like that's a pretty good blanket statement. I feel like a lot of us have been through, Helen, texas since this friend group got together absolutely and so we all have this like not chip on our shoulder but we mostly have this like feeling where we can we've we've been through so much together in such a short time that it is so easy for me to read you and me to read lauren and me to read will and me to read kyle and all vice versa like nobody if they see me in a bad mood None of you guys walk up to me and say something you know is going to piss me off right. or vice versa. If I like if I see I've seen you in a bad mood, right? Like I've seen you have a really bad night and never do I walk up and go, hey, you sucked ass in the feature, buddy. Like maybe I do yeah. a couple days later. Uh, yeah, a couple it's later, not... Yeah. We're so good at like reading the room and, and keeping it lighthearted and, and keeping our keeping our brains dialed on race car stuff but still not overthinking race car stuff and and dealing with stuff through comedy because we have joked about some really bad stuff right like we've had some
1: (laughs) some things that probably should not be joked about but um... we've
0: had some really bad nights in race cars and then we're joking about it the next day right so keeping that it almost doesn't give you an opportunity to get down on yourself or down on the situation and and Like I, anybody that's a race car driver that's going through mental stuff, even if you're a weekend racer like me, um, like I was pretty forward with you guys about, I had that three week swing last year, um, where I wrecked, wrecked, and then got like knocked out. And then I was concussed and I was hurt and I was getting in my race car hurt. And it was like a bad month and a half for me, but like, I don't think that without having the right people around me i could have continued that season or one you know right it was it was so like paramount to me that i it was so glad that i had the friends i had because otherwise i wouldn't have been able to finish that season as a champion and i wouldn't have been i honestly don't know that i'd have kept going you know I, i think i would have just been done it was such a such a bad like four week swing for me that i was like done and you guys know that. And I was pretty open about being done. and And nobody let me quit. And even as much as I say, I want to quit now, hey, you guys, nobody lets anybody quit as much as Kyle tells us he wants to quit every week, too. Oh wait, we okay. don't <laughs> we just like we don't we don't let each other get too down. Like we will make fun of each other and, and and that kind of thing. but it's it's so it's so good for race car drivers to have a good support system because if you're going out there, and you have people around you who just don't care or don't support what you're doing, which both of us have experienced. It's just not, it's such a different vibe now when you have, you know, that there's five people that you can go to at any point about this who have been there, done that, got the t shirt, signed it, and will we'll sit and talk to you about
1: it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of like what, um, what's giving me like more motivation this year to just kind of give a tug on my balls and, (laughs) and just like, just do it. Cause, uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think two years ago with people I was bringing to the track, I don't, I don't think that I would have had this kind of motivation to not be a pussy. So (laughs) I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, I mean, my rookie year
0: really all I had for friends was like Lauren and will, which don't get me wrong. I love Lauren and will, but I don't like the more foundation we made for our just boys group is like the more we keep making each other better. And I, I, I look back at some of the people I've surrounded myself with in the past. And it's, it's incredible to me that I ever accomplished anything. Because I yeah. sit and think about how good I have it with a friend group now, and how how I can go to any one of you and get the same response, you know, like uh, it, I can go to any one of you with anything, and every single one of you will shoot me straight, every single one of you will be there no matter what. And I, I just, I struggle so hard to think about how I got through anything without it, but more or less that there's people out there who are in our situation who are spending a ton of money on race cars and they don't, they have people around that say you should give that up. You know, like that's really dumb. It's a waste of money. Like, you know, like why are you spending so much money to be bad? Like I, I think about those people so much. And that was honestly my preface for like having this podcast is yeah. there's probably people out there who sit and deal with the stuff that we deal with. And a- talk some shit and be done with it but there's people who probably sit and eat like just get eaten at every day and they want to be good race car drivers they want to win championships they want to win features they want to run with the four tens and like they want to i mean hell there's probably people who want to do what lauren does for us right which i don't know why but yeah. you know like they they probably sit and go god i would just love to do like public relations work with race car drivers and we we, as a friend group, strengthen each other so much to do that, that I just, I feel honestly like being able to get our experiences and stories and stuff out there is a really good thing because if anybody comes across this podcast and stumbles across it and they're just having a bad day, race car driver or not, they like, they won't feel so, oh my God, I'm the only one going through this because I feel, I know I felt like that and I was oh, like yeah. very worried to ever like voice how I felt. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Oh yeah,
1: because like they don't, they don't under, like they don't get it. They just see, like, oh, I'm just stuffing thousands and thousands of dollars into this car to go out and run mid-pack, and it's like, well, yeah, like, yeah, it's okay, Well <laughs> yeah, like, but I, don't know, I, I couldn't. I don't know what else I would do in the summers. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know how I would like cope with myself. The... golf
0: <laughs> just golf like i, uh, I don't know what i would do but it would be something uh, and, and i got something i would do before golf yeah <laughs> i would I, and i like sometimes you know we have those moments of clarity especially us um where we sit back and think about like i said earlier who we're friends with and like because how many people we know
1: like we're friends with a guy who won indie indoors <laughs> I, I could call him and text him at any moment and he would answer and go what's up bud what are you doing just played me back in darts
0: five minutes ago <laughs> on iMessage games like there were we know so many people and we're so fortunate for it and i know there's people who would kill to be in our situation uh, to to know the people we know and do the things we do um i had a guy that stopped by the house and you, so now you've been to my house um after the brat fry and you know it's super city like there's a lot of people around right so i get people that walk by and ask about the race car all the time but there was this one dude who stopped by who very clearly had a mental issue right like kind of a disability and, uh, he sat and I think I talked to him for like an hour. Um, and he was telling me about how he grew up at the racetrack and this thing happened to him, you know, and he's not quite right, but he always wanted to be a race car driver. Um, he always thought, you know, the weekend guys were such bad asses and like, um, and he, he told me, he was like, man, this is so cool that you're living my dream. And I was like, it, 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 it I don't know what it did to me, but it took me back and i was like i was like he said that to me and i was like you know no matter how bad my night is there's some kid there's some person out there who looks at you and go that guy is living my dream and i wish i could yeah so it It, makes you not like it makes you not hurt so bad on the bad days if that makes sense
1: you know it was like i that never really like clicked with me i guess really until this year because um Like I said, I mean, just like racing with all these, I mean, there's so many guys that ever since I remember watching sprint cars like from the first time I did, I don't even remember when that was, but I'm racing with these guys now and like hell, I've been watching Dave Utec for, I don't don't know how long and I tubbed the shit out of him at 141. (laughs) Like that, that was cool. That was like, (laughs) I, um, I've had
0: that conversation with people too. I like so I grew up fifteen minutes from Plymouth. I went to Plymouth every single week when I was younger. Every week. So I grew up watching Danny and Al and Lance, Barry Moss, um Christ, uh who else? McMullen. Yeah, all these people race these race cars. I went back to I actually was just reminded of a story that I went back to Danny Schlafer's trailer after he won an MSA race when I was, like, eight. And uh, it was somebody's birthday. And I went into his trailer. He gave me a t-shirt. He gave me cake. We took a picture together. My mom found the picture of me and Danny Schlafer in 2008. Like, you know, and it's like, Christ, we were just talking to Danny Schlafer the other day. Or, like, I was pitted next to Lance the other day when I was at Plymouth. And, like... We were just having casual conversation, so you like, you don't think about the fact that you could be somebody's like hero, until you realize, holy shit, I remember this one specific time when Lance Fosbender's F fell off of his wing and his car said bender and like <laughs> as eight-year-old me thought that was hilarious, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. Yeah, like, you don't think about these. You don't think that one day some kid might go, Holy shit, I watched Tyler Tischendorf race when I was younger, and
1: I'm racing against him now. I mean, they're, yeah. They'll probably go, Wow, that guy sucks as much (laughs) as he did back in 2022. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't think that,
0: like, one day you could be someone's, like, idol. Not idol, but, like, one day someone that's up in the stands that's five years old right now, 20 years down the road in your racing career could go holy hell i watched that guy race when i was younger until it happens to you until you walk up to like danny and al schlafer and have a conversation with them and go man these guys were my heroes when i was younger yeah it's it's such a weird feeling and it's such a weird thing to put yourself like if you ever just sit back and think about as race car drivers how weird of a life i think we've had this conversation too where it's like you put yourself in this public spotlight for scrutiny, for good or bad. You make yourself someone's hero and their enemy without ever knowing them. There's people that boo me. I don't know who they are, but they don't like they don't like me because I'm in a like a public spotlight. Sometimes I do things that piss people off, or I beat their favorite driver, or I you know get into their favorite driver, and then so now there's this person who I don't know who has a dying hatred for me. Or, there's, I mean, people that come to the trailer and say, hey man, I've followed you since your rookie year. Like, this is badass. Can we take a picture? You got hot shots. Like, it's such a... You're in such a fortunate situation for people to want to know your name good or bad. And like, I mean, I don't know how it makes you feel, I guess, but when I have kids that come up and they're like, can I get a hero card? Can I get your autograph? This thing. Like, that's really cool to me.
1: Yeah, because that's like stuff like that i used to do as a kid you know and um guess rice lake was really the only race that we've stayed after for but i mean there's kids coming down into the pits and i mean for for finishing 12th that night i signed an oddly high amount of autographs and, and it's just like it's just cool because like these kids like they they'll look at me and they're like like whoa that guy was like driving out there and then, like, that's how I was when I was a kid. So, it's it's just really cool to be on the other end of that.
0: It is. And it's so, like, it's insane that I don't... I, you Do you remember the night I won my first feature? My only feature, rather. But, like, how many people were around my trailer until, like, yeah. 2 a.m.? I didn't even know that many people knew I existed until that. <laughs> night. And it it's like, you know... I, I, I don't, it's such a, it's such a weird situation. Cause when I bought a race car, it wasn't for the fame. It wasn't for the people knowing who you are. It was cause I thought race cars were really cool. And I really wanted to piss my neighbors off with one, you know, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't for, <laughs> I didn't ask for all the like people that know you and people that dislike you or like you or indifferent, but when you, you buy a race car, you don't think about one day how you could, literally be some little kid's idol so yeah. whenever you have a bad night you just think like hey that really sucked but guess what there's still some kid out there that can't wait to do this one day
1: yeah and and they, and, and, they, and they don't even think about like the bad finishes just like to do it yeah now, they're that's, like that's yeah, why it's... that's why like like 141 like like that was 14th but i mean i just rip the fence down for 30 laps and i like 5 years ago oh, hell 6 like a year ago i never would have thought that i'd be that i'd have a 410 race with ira and um tubbing Scotty field for one corner until he blew my doors <laughs> off in the next corner <laughs> it's it's just
0: it's a it's an oddity to think about how you can Make such a name for yourself at such a local level, Um, yeah. Like so, comparing like 2021's Brat Fry for me, um, you know, there was a good amount of people. We made we made really good money. Don't get me wrong, I'm fortunate for everything. And then I raced a full year, won some stuff, made some friends, probably made a lot more enemies. And then you realize how like small your circle gets when you start doing well um I, and it's not maybe such a big thing in sprint cars but on the fender side of things it's everybody's really willing to help you uh until you're good and, and I, i'm not like being cocky like i'm good because i suck ass this year my best finish is like ninth but you do have a heat race one i do have a heat race one though um I had like nine of those last year and I just, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, Tish. I don't know if I've ever told you this tidbit of information, but oh, I really? won my second one last year and will yelled at me and told me you can't pull into the infield for every single heat race win. So I had, I pulled in every, every week just to piss Will off. I don't know if I've ever told you that, God, but no I don't, honestly, I don't know that. if I've ever told
1: Will that, but you know, cause, <laughs> cause there, there was a couple times where it was like up to like eight or nine. And I'm like,
0: Trevor, you, you already have
1: like eight of those pictures. Why are you taking another?
0: It was solely out of spite for Will. Uh, Will Will gave me, so Will always tells us that he pulls in for one a year to get a picture of the car for the sponsors. And then uh, I pulled in for my second one, because that was my third win ever in a race car. And he's like, why are you pulling in for more than one? Da, 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 da. So I made a conscious decision that night that I was going to piss him off just by pulling into the (laughs) infield every time I won a heat race, which was more often than not last year. Um, Yeah. But it's like that kind of stuff that keeps it lighthearted. So I was just driving a race car around a racetrack, like hauling kind of ass. And the only thing I can think about after I win is how bad I can't wait to piss my friend off. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Or kind of the same thing as uh going back to like crewing on race cars like i left my apple watch on for a heat race that heat race that i won this yeah, year yeah and my my heart rate never ticked above 75 that but i is, looked down yeah right
1: that's a, that's a prime example that you need to get a sprint car
0: yeah something like that uh in the works anywho um you know it didn't tick above 75 like i'm i'm in a race car so it, it gets to be so normal at some point that you don't care. And then I go and look at my Apple Watch on All Star weekend, watching you guys race, and my heart rate's like 130, like just watching my friends. Yeah. <laughs> so it's
1: like, which, you know, honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised. Like yeah, Beaver Dam Sycamore, like not in question, just because I know my heart rate was like 840. Um, <laughs> but, but like Rice Lake, 141. I feel like those were honestly kind of low. Cause I, I, I've never felt that comfortable in a race car. I had, and that was, I, I felt like I thought a lot more than I ever have. Like I was just thinking about like, like, okay, what is, what is he going to do? How, how could I get around this guy? That's in my way. Um, Jack Russell. <laughs> um, Oh God <laughs> um, but i yeah i' i've i've i feel a lot more calm in this now I mean i'm sh- sure I, i'm sure my heart rate was not seventy that is a sitting resting rate <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i it's I've, i'm a, I'm a lot more calm in race car now i like I said, it gets so normal at some point,
0: yeah. And- It goes back to, like, there's kids and people and adults that would kill and, like, be just high as hell on adrenaline being in a race car. And then we do it every week, and it's just normal, you know? Yeah. And it's just such a, like, I don't know if you've been on a roller coaster since you started driving race cars, but those aren't fun anymore. No. Uh, (laughs) Like, they just aren't. You can see what's coming. Yeah. It's, uh, It's a lot more fun to get thrown around in a race car in a dust cloud and not know what's in front of you than it is to see what's coming in a roller coaster and just go, Well boy, I'm glad I drove three hours to six flags to be disappointed. Like <laughs> you know? It gets so our your, your whole life changes when you buy a race car, which sounds weird because again, it's a weekend thing. It's a hobby to a lot of people. But you become so numb to things that would make other people have a heart attack like oh i don't know going on a racetrack strapped into a frame with you know an engine two feet from you not even and you're hauling ass into a corner sideways that would make most people cry if they had to do it and we do it for shits and giggles (laughs) you know it's so it's so crazy to think about how different of a life you live when you make such a decision to buy a race car because i i i knew at some point i'd buy a race car but i never thought i'd have any success in it i thought i'd just kind of trundle and say i did it and now we're on year three i'm broken but i'm still trying to race and you're on how how long have you been racing i don't know your actual start uh yet.
1: this is my 11th year
0: so you've been race you race micros and stuff too right yep so i never got in anything until 2020 so i was way behind the curve right i was 20 years old working my first real full-time job well that's not true like my third but my first job that paid anything worth a shit that wasn't on a farm and i was like yeah race cars sound super cool and i had no idea what i was doing and like now fast forward this long and it's like we've accomplished some stuff and had some really cool you know moments and and memories and um, and in 11 years, I'm sure you've done 10 times the cool stuff I have, um, but that kind of yeah. brings me on to my other point, is, so we we give you a lot of shit, because you've never really won a feature, right? But, yes. so, <laughs> you, we brought this up earlier, and I, I had this question written down before it came up in our group chat with me and and you and Lauren, about <laughs> you and me asking what your win total is, and you just sitting silent <laughs> which I feel really bad about, but I I want to know. I remember how it made me feel. Um, my rookie year, leading a feature and losing to somebody that I grew up with, watching race, which was Barry. And I know that you've been close too many times to count in, you know, in the 360s especially. But you had some success in the in the 604s and now you're in a 410 you're creeping on top 10s in your five starts um how does not having a win under your belt drive you harder
1: uh, I, I honestly think about it like a lot when i'm on the, the track um it's like i want to get up there so bad like like i i know i'm able to run up there it's just putting a full 30 laps or 25 laps, whatever it was with MSA together. And just those like that situation where me and Ben, Ben Schmidt were side by side for like seven laps at, at the start of a feature for a lead. And I just biked it on the cushion. And that was one of those where it's like, huh? Yeah, it was, it was right there. But that's that's it. Drives me even harder than after that, because I I want to prove to myself that I'm able to. I don't. I couldn't care less what other people think. I just want to prove it to myself that I'm able to. You know. Yeah. And so I was.
0: I I remember how, I remember when I lost that feature. I acted like everything was fine at the racetrack because I didn't want to be pissed off at the racetrack. I hate being mad at the racetrack. Yeah. But. I remember coming home and like personal story. I remember like looking at my dad and just like tearing up because I was like, you know, and I know your dad puts a lot of work into your race car too. Uh, we're really similar in that situation where we're fortunate to have fathers who give a shit enough um, to be out there spending their free time on race cars that their sons drive in small circles. And I remember just looking at him and like apologizing a hundred times. Where I was mm-hmm. like, Dad, I'm so sorry. Like, my dad spends hours under my car every week making sure stuff's tight with me, and uh, helps me fix stuff when we wreck stuff. Um, and, and he's such a supporter that I felt like I let him down so much. And I remember just looking at him and almost losing it, and, and apologizing about a million times in a row. And um, what he said to me will live with me for the rest of my life. Um, was he looked at me and he's like, Oh son, you have absolutely nothing to apologize for because whether you finish 14th or win by half a track, I still love you and support you the exact same. And I like that was the moment that it clicked for me that it's just, it's bigger than trophies and it's bigger than wins. Um, and that's kind of, I, I, we've never really had conversations you and I about winning races um, or like what it feels like, or, you know, how you feel about not. Um, and, and, My dad saying that to me honestly brought me so much like mental clarity where I was so worried my rookie year about trying to get wins and trying to do really like good for somebody that I had to step back and realize it doesn't matter whether I finish first or 20th. My mom, my dad, and my friends are still going to be my mom, my dad, and my friends and no matter what, they're still going to push me to go back the next week and try to kick ass. So what I'm trying to share with you as kind of a depressing closing to this is like, I know that you've struggled with this kind of stuff, but like, I just, I know that your dad feels that same way. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't say it to you.
1: Um, uh, because says, it's uh, Tim. He, he says he says some other pocket jokes that we <laughs> probably should not say on this. Like buying you a rainbow cake for your birthday. <laughs> in hint number one. I think you can take it from there.
0: <laughs> but like, I just like I want you to know that none of us have ever thought any less, and we we've always supported you and everybody around us as a friend group in. in that way where i don't care tish if you go race plymouth flip your dick off back to sheboygan or you go out there and you win by half a track i'm still like i'm still gonna be your friend in the end of the day and it's mentally i know how hard it is to like get over that because mentally you think that if you do bad things people leave um but like i know that your dad feels like that i know that your mom feels like that and i know you've talked to me about like how how bad you want to win races but i like i just that piece of what my dad said to me has just has been nothing but helpful to me and i hope it's helpful to you because you know people feel like that they just might not oh express yeah
1: it. yeah and i know i know like my dad has said a lot that he's like how much he loves doing this and like like after rice lake coming back in after i mean Finishing freaking 12th and coming back in, he comes up with just the biggest smile on his face, gives <laughs> me a big hug after, I mean, just watching, you know, cause he's watched, like, watched me progress as a driver my whole life. And I think just seeing, like, like, how, like, just how much better I've gotten in the last, like, three years, I think that's, I think it's just really cool for him. And it's, it's really cool to be able to do that for him.
0: And being, you know, you're surrounding yourself with the right people when your lows, like you can still find positives in your lows and your highs are so high, I think is the best way I can describe it. Cause I've had, I mean, I've won races, right? I've, I've now won a championship. Like who the hell thought that I was going to go from I racing to a championship in two years? Nobody. I didn't think it. Fuck. I don't think anybody thought it, but here we are. Right. And, like no matter what i've always had like that feeling of oh god am i letting somebody down and like that those words to me were like so insanely positive and uh and so helpful that i just anytime people come up to me and talk to me about stuff like that i always share that that very situation with them because i you know you like I said, you know you're support you're surrounding yourself with the right people when you can have the same like attitude from them after first or twentieth
1: right. yeah, and that's that's the kind of people that like I need around me. I don't need like somebody that if i like where we're at as a race team right now, i I don't want somebody who's who's oh my god, you only finished fourteenth. Yeah, like, gonna,
0: <laughs> like one of those people.
1: Yeah, it is it's like, well, you know what? This is we're not a um we're not a Ryan auto type of team. So, I mean, we're limited to what we got and make the I'm best just, of it. Yeah, I'm just trying to make the best of what we got and I feel like we're doing like six races and i feel like we're doing pretty damn good at that.
0: I mean, you currently
1: are second in rookie of the year points. So, And that is two
0: a guy Jake, who's literally Jake won a MOA Newman. championship.
1: And like, he literally won a Power-Eye National Midget championship. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm not too heartbroken by that. <laughs> he's like the Ben Simmons rookie, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jake, if you're somehow listening to this, I still hate you. Um, ah, there's every, just... every ounce of my being. Um, there's no way <laughs> you're listening to this, but I'm going to send it to him. I guarantee, yeah. <laughs> I just, oh. I know he's not. Oh, no. We could even <laughs> tell him to listen to it. He won't listen to this shit. Just tell him to listen to the last five minutes
1: and just, yeah. he'll
0: just, he'll just be in shambles because we're talking about him. Hey buddy, just so you know, in case you are listening, Plymouth isn't Jacksonville. So,
1: you know, and just, there either. just so you know, uh, all star <laughs> hot laps at Wilmot. Um, you, you were slower than me. So, um, hold, hold this L nerd. <laughs> all right. Nerd.
0: <laughs> all right. Tish. Well, this has been a great first episode. Now this we have to, We have to find Lauren to stop recording because we made him be our recordee. Oh, so I'm going to yeah. have to call him.
1: But, call.
0: <laughs> but Tish, it's been great. I yes. really hope that you come back on soon um, because we will have a lot more depression to talk about after this Absolutely,
1: year. <laughs> we might. Uh, yeah, maybe our next uh, next depressing session. We'll just we'll just we'll just hit just hit record. I mean, June fifteenth, I find out if I need
0: leg surgery, so that'll be depressing. So yeah, stay tuned for that one. All right, this has been inside the helmet, and I'm Trevor. That's Tish, and we're done. We now are done call, now. I gotta call Lauren because he's gotta come back and stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Lauren.